0: Everybody.
1: Yeah. Recording live from somewhere. You have a hole in your undershirt, you have a hole in your undershirt, too many push-ups, motherfucker, don't button up for the, give the people what they want. Take the sh- take the undershirt off. Actually, like seal.
0: Yeah, vac- that's a vacation look. No undershirt, just going for
1: it. <laughs> Give, <laughs> giving that kiss by a rose look.
0: Here we go. It looks good. I like
1: to always put the pillow on your lap. I'm just it's good I, comfort. I, and if you want to put the notebook there, you can.
0: Well, I just naturally always, ever since I was younger, I've always sat with something in my lap. I feel uncomfortable not having something in my lap.
1: Always. Yeah. You always have something in your lap? Always. If if not a pillow, what else do you have on your lap?
0: It's mostly pillows. Okay. Like at home, I have like a bunch of pillows that sit on my lap all the time. And the reason being, I don't know, it's just like a comfort thing.
1: Interesting. No matter what. Did you used to get like a railer all the time when you are at the house and you're like, let me cover this up? No, I don't think a so. Thing.
0: I hope not. In college, sometimes I'd put my backpack there.
1: Can you still see me?
0: I can still see you. Yeah, you're good. You'd,
1: so you would sit down and put your backpack on your lap? Yeah. Did your buddies ever say anything about that where they were like, hey, "Yo, you got a bone eye No, not necessarily. Did you have roommates in a dorm room?
0: Um, I didn't do I, I went straight to an apartment. Fucking boner. You had, always I You had, always I went straight to uh having a roommate and that was fucking terrible.
1: You didn't like your roommate.
0: You know, the funny thing is I moved up to Fresno with one of my best friends. And just because you're best friends doesn't necessarily mean that you should live together or you guys should cohabitate Fuck, because I, I get it. it was it was tough, man. It was tough, and it was tougher because we knew each other our whole lives. We had known each other since we were like six, and then we lived with each other, and we couldn't stand each other.
1: And you haven't really spoken much since?
0: Uh, we see each other every now and then. Actually, our daughters played on the same t-ball team, but oh, okay. he's still a really good friend of mine. It's just a really weird like it just didn't year work out. That, yeah, it just didn't work out. Where it's just like okay, we we probably shouldn't live together. We do things differently.
1: And this was freshman year. You moved up and went to an apartment. Yes, sir. God damn! How'd you get baller? How, yeah, I was gonna say how'd you get to an apartment right away? You were always hustling. Uh, Drugs.
0: I, you know, I, I did what I had to do. Actually, the apartment I lived in, I had no, I have no idea how this happened. But the way it worked was you guys shared a living space, hmm. and then everybody had to rent individual rooms. So the individual room belongs to you, but the living space is shared between everybody. And originally, my roommate and myself were sharing a room. So it was a two-bedroom apartment. We were sharing a room. And the apartment complex manager was going to like assign us a, a roommate for the other room. And it just never happened. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to move into that other room until they come and inspect the apartment or say something. They didn't say anything the whole time. And I was paying... $200, $205 a month To have Holy my own room shit. In my own apartment So two of us Spending $205 So $410 For the whole apartment wow. And it was a nice apartment
1: And you had this For four years
0: um, We lived together Probably for A year and a half Oh, okay. And then I went out and got my own place. Solo for the ladies. Wow. No ladies came. No ladies came.
1: Solo on campus, near campus? Near campus, right across the street. And was it a, a shagging? No.
0: a If I could go back, I would have so much more fun in college <laughs> 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 than I did the first time around. It yep. was a good time, but it wasn't... Uh, you know, it wasn't like the it wasn't like the movies, that's for sure.
1: But in a year or two we're gonna look back and be like, If I could go back, I'd yeah. have so much more fun for this year of comedy. That's yeah, just kind that's of exactly the way that right. we roll.
0: Yeah, everything everything like that that nostalgia looking back on things and what you would have done and could have done and Yeah, I, I think about that all the time. I think about that with comedy. Like, what if I would have just left at twenty years old and went to Los Angeles and the truth of the matter is it's great to romanticize that but no, actually, I'd probably be one tenth the comic I am probably today. probably been awful so
1: so at a year and a half in you moved out and moved into your own place yeah and you were by yourself you didn't have another by room.
0: myself which is the weirdest the weirdest feeling like it now looking back on it like I thought it was weird at the time because I'd go all day without talking to anybody. I wouldn't say a <laughs> word like during the summers when school was out, I wouldn't say a word. I could go a whole day without saying a, a word. And I'd like talk in my apartment to myself and feel really weird about it. Now I don't have two seconds to myself and I'm like, man, I really wish I would have enjoyed all that, you would all love that the time alone. Yourself. Yeah, I would love to just be alone every now and then and it it's would just be not the dream. case for me. Yeah. I can't a, go to the restroom without fingers under the under the door there.
1: Then those are my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I had a rocky road of roommates throughout college. So I didn't start until spring of, of that year. So it was 2000. Everyone started in the fall of 2004. I didn't start until spring of 2005. Okay. And when I went, I just got paired up with a random roommate who I think was from Redding or Philadelphia or something like that. And I won't give the guy's name, but they all used to call him Chicken Boy And so he was like a weird guy. He was really nice.
0: Yeah, you don't want a roommate with a nickname.
1: And this guy's nickname was, you don't want a roommate with the nickname Chicken Boy.
0: Or a nickname that they come in with. You want to give them a nickname.
1: So everybody had their cool buddy who was their roommate, and I had Chicken Boy who was very nice, but he was Chicken Boy.
0: And did you ever find out where that originated from?
1: Uh, He worked at a chicken, like he he served chicken, but then he, he would like... He would have weird instances with the chicken, like it would be all over the place, and he'd have a chicken suit on, I think. I don't know. Jeez. But he was this really tiny guy, and we had a college roommates. You're basically in my living room with, t- with a bunk bed, smaller than my living room, with a bunk bed on each side, and we each had a TV. So it's like we're both watching TV sometimes. It's weird. And he's a weird guy, and I'm sure I was a weird guy, but he was so small that I accidentally tortured him in this place because I wouldn't know he's in, he would like lay in bed under his covers a lot and kind of hide. And so I would come home from class and I would think the place was empty and I'd throw the lights on, put music on, be singing, yanking off in there, doing whatever. (laughs) He's asleep next to you? And then every once in a while, like 45 minutes after I walked in, the Blanket Star wrestling. This tiny well, dude mean? pops up. How tiny was he? Like a scares buck the 10? shit out of me. Oh, he was. I was only 130 pounds back then. And
0: how do you not have the awareness, knowing you have a roommate, to be like, "Look, he's popped in on me three times. I didn't know he was here." This and kid. May, maybe had I to be. should. Maybe I should scope out the room before I start uh, helping myself out here.
1: He had to be five five 95 pounds. Well, I had to give him a show at some point. You want to. <laughs> s- you want to see this bad boy? That's what roommates are for. So then. At the end of that semester, I moved into this place with some really cool guys. One of my buddies, whose name is Michael Jordan, he makes those custom kicks that I showed you over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Those are really awesome. For Cam Jordan and celebrities and all that stuff. I'm going to get him to make me a custom pair as soon as I get creative enough to have anything to put on a pair of sneakers. Put the podcast on there. check out Jordan Custom Kicks on Instagram. Some of the craziest sneakers you've ever seen. And does it for all the all the pro athletes and all that. I moved in with him and these two other dudes who were really good guys and one of them left. So, so now it's in a living room sized place with four people living in it. Jeez. So bunk beds where Mike Jordan was on the top, my buddy Justin Lamparella was on course, the bottom. Of course, Michael Jordan's on the top. Michael Jordan's on yeah. the top. This kid, Alex, who left midway through the semester, it just didn't work out he was on one side on a loft and i was on the other side on a loft and we had a good time but then we all kind of went separate ways so mike went back to new jersey to go to school somewhere else alex went somewhere else to go to school and finish up justin i don't remember what happened with him and then i got roped in with like the with like the cool kid like the bad boys and the don't like the the weightlifters and like that shit.
0: The, uh, the guys that were getting communication degrees. Pretty much. Like yeah.
1: communication, criminal justice. Yeah. The very generic. One of the By kids, the way,
0: communication degree. Communication right.
1: degree. One of the kids' dads was a professor, so he got free tuition. So he was just there for what... and But he wound up going... Because he, it's free. Why he, wouldn't you? He wound there? up falling into an art major, and I think he's actually an artist now, which is pretty cool. Nice. So a couple of us moved to an apartment outside of town, and I think I had talked about this when I was so broke I couldn't afford the 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 spaghetti, the spaghetti every day. yeah. And so it put a strain on our relationship, and I started dating somebody, and I turned into kind of a loser. I would stay in my room because I was poor and, and thought I was in love at the time, and so I was kind of a shut-in. And it put a big strain on me and the other roommates, and it was kind of it was like you and your buddy was kind of never the same with us again. I'm not really sure what happened. I just know that the majority of them didn't like me, so it it might have been me. It must have been me by consensus, but I, I, I never really learned what happened, and then we just kind of broke off and then I commuted from home.
0: And there's like a weird vibe after that. It's never like, the same. it's been it's been a, over a decade. Since my roommate and myself live together, and it's still there's still a weird vibe to it when you're in the same room, when you're hanging out, when you're at parties together because you've fought, right? It's in the air, like you, yeah, there's this weird tension in the air. Um, funniest thing, and he's he'd probably hate for me to tell this story, um, but we all grew up together, so it was myself, himself, and what happened was we had a buddy who was uh needing to get out of Bakersfield for a little bit so he was just needing actually my my, my I won't say his name uh <laughs> but he listens to the podcast yeah he was uh he was needing to get out of town for a little bit just you know things weren't necessarily working out at home just you know start fresh somewhere else so we moved him in so not only are there two of us now there's three of us that should be that are each still paying two Oh five a month. We just moved them in. Like we didn't even tell the apartment managers. We just moved them straight in. And that got even love them all. We, we we're all still really good friends. The thing is we, we, we're not meant to, to work together. right? Right. And, or to live together. I'm sorry. And I was really focused on school, getting in, getting out, uh, really being on the gym at the time. I remember I'd walk like a mile and a half to the gym, walk back, Ride my bike. I was like a buck seventy six at the time. Oh, Joey! So it was uh, it was big. You know, you know, Hot big. Joey. Big into gym. Yeah. And uh, so I was really focused. Like I, I didn't let a lot of things distract me. And my friend who still lives in town now, he was kind of more at a different sp- in a different place in life. He was partying a lot. He was working two jobs, taking one or two classes, but for the most part, his focus was on partying all the time which is fine we we just both couldn't cohabitate like that right and you were
1: bumming him out and and harsh in his mellow yeah and i and and he was was always like having
0: people up at two two or three in the morning when i'm trying to study or just whatever the yeah i know god forbid i know i know kids getting uh, (laughs)
1: laid in college what an asshole what happened was i'm on your side i fuck i know him now
0: he was uh and he would probably admit to this probably still being one of the weirdest <laughs> fights we've ever had. Ooh,
1: I got a weird almost fight. Well,
0: oh. well, well check this. Out. Let's see if you could top this I, one. Deal. We all grew up together, so we know each other's parents, right? And I remember his, his parents helped us move into the apartment. So his parents brought up the furniture, all that jazz, you know, found us a couch, all those things. And right before they left, his mother, who I still talk to, Whenever I see her, we're still on a really good. Um, we still have a really good relationship. Was like, hey, I know that he can get out of hand. Whatever you do, please watch out for him because I trust you to watch <laughs> out for him. And I was like, all right, that's fine. Um, now I see. What so some of we of all we all knew each other. From. We all grew up with each other. So it's not like just roommates. We all cared about each other deeply because we all lived next to each other growing up. And he was. Uh, I'm gonna just guess that he was doing a little bit more than maybe he was just smoking a lot of pot maybe he was drinking a lot I don't know but I know we caught him in a weird spot I came home from the gym one day and he and my other roommate were fighting with each other and then I come in and we're all yelling at each other so at this point like the tension had already like been like boiling and it just Just need a reason yeah we just were exactly looking for a reason to fight and we're in the room And everybody's yelling at each other. Uh, We're all kind of crying at the same time because it's like deep. And my buddy, who at the time was going through some stuff, (laughs) who's going through some shit, Uh I'll always remember this. He said, look, I don't care about the living situation. I don't care about work. The only thing I care about is getting good grades. The second one was like being healthy and winning American Idol winning american idol was the third one
1: he meant that he meant it was he a good singer no he was a <laughs> terrible singer
0: and he had always talked about auditioning for american idol and i'm pretty sure he was drunk when we had this comp. when we were all fighting that's the only thing that's the only thing i can think like why would you say that yeah he was dead serious and I, everybody's like crying and in tears because we're all yelling at each other And he says the only thing he cares about is winning American Idol.
1: Yo, I love people who feel like they're really good singers. And they run in my family. Like my dad thinks he's a really good singer. And he has a good voice. And he can imitate that. I forget that one guy like uh, Michael Michael McDonald. Michael Jackson. Michael McDonald. You don't know me, but I'm your Oprah, And he'll sing that shit like he's taking it to the streets. Like he'll go after it. And then my brother, my older brother, he fancies himself a singer too. And every once in a while, if it's like a raspy voiced guy who comes on the thing, he'll, he'll fucking lean into the song. Like really? He'll lean into the song. Do you do that? No. I don't. I, if I, nobody's here. I mean, I'll sing a shit. Chi- but could Chicken Boy tell us different? I'll, I'll sing songs for sure. As, as a matter of fact, I'll, especially on the way to like comedy shows and all, I'll play my favorite rap songs and sing along to them just to get but in, you're just to lot. get into the rhythm of like the some syllable kind of cadence cadence okay. yeah it gets me kind of it's like doing a voice exercise for me as a matter of fact there's one specific verse 2 of outcast back of the bus andre 3000's verse i do it before just about every show i'm
0: going to have to listen
1: to that verse now fun fact you'll never catch up to it mother yes i can you I, won't i'm do on it. like some busy bone what were, what were we to, oh we were... We were talking about your buddy who wanted to be on American Idol. Yeah, and that's that's where the fight ended. I, that, guess.
0: Well, I don't remember. Like it's it's been so long that at this point that memory is simply just a snippet. Okay. Like I don't remember what what led up to it. Like I don't have all the details about but that. If, I don't have all the details about what happened afterwards. What I do know is that that was said. Everybody was crying, and he hit us with that, and I just felt like like laughing but yet i knew he was serious right yet i also thought he was on drugs so i was just like i don't know what's going on here and i don't like i said i don't remember what happened before what happened after i just know that that was said and he was dead serious and about that
1: it. that man's name was steven tyler <laughs>
0: <laughs> that guy's name was reuben stutter <laughs> yeah, that's it yeah i don't watch enough <laughs> My roommate that
1: man's name was sun Jaya, everybody <laughs> I got something to top that one. Really better than that? I think so. Go for it. We lived on a two-story, basically townhouse. So on the bottom level was uh, our our one of the guys lived there, and then the other four of us were on the top level. And the living room was on the top. So you would, when you parked, you'd park like along this the the backyard. And you'd park on the side street next to the house. And the first floor was right at ground level. Second floor is above. The window to the living room was above. Now, I had different interests than everybody there. I was more eclectic. So they were, very, they were all very lift weights, bros, kind of white it's as like shit. It's like the frat house. Into baseball and football and fucking Leonard Skinnard into hunting. Like very fucking hockey like specific shit. Yeah. I walked a bit of a different pace. So I was the only one in the house that was in a basketball intramural league. So I was, I was at an intramural game. I come home from the game, and I get out of my 91 Oldsmobile, and I'm about to walk <laughs> to into brag. the house. Not bragging. Not bragging. Things have been good for a long time. <laughs> I get out of my Johnny, and I go to walk into the house, and I see something coming from above me that almost hits me. And I look, and it's a stream of something coming out of the living room window. Oh, no. And I realize that it's piss coming from out of the living room window and almost hit me in the head.
0: Almost. How how close is almost? Like close. you could smell it.
1: Close, Like like old it, like roommate wasn't drinking enough water? A fragment might have touched my shoulder that I was unaware of. Oh. Close enough. Close enough. Like if I pissed right now, it would be further away than this piss was to me. Jeez. I can give you an example if you'd like. No, okay. I'll, I'll okay.
0: pass. I'll take your word for it.
1: So I walk in, and having the attitude that you know me to have, I walk right up the stairs. Yo! that's you. Yo! (laughs) It's still you. No, that's... Don't blow the people's eardrums out. See? Yo! That's not bad. Yeah, there you go. So I walk up, and my buddy's there, and he's kind of full of, well, piss and vinegar, and he's got a bit of an attitude, and he's been drinking all night. And so he turns around, and he gives me like a what? And I don't remember exactly what happened, but basically, the story, long story short, as I say, hey... He almost just pissed on me and he kind of gave it a laugh. I said, "Don't do that fucking shit again." And he's like, I'll, "I'll do it again." I said, "You better not do it again." And he goes, "You know what? I'm going to do it right now. I have some more piss in me." And he turns around to go piss out the window and I grab him and go to shove him and they like they break us apart everybody else. And from that point it was always kind of weird. But again, how do you ex- if we, we got together 12 years later? How would we explain that to each other? And the only other time I remember some weirdness between us is weeks after this, we decided to play what turned what was at first a two hand touch football game in our yard. It was me and kind of the more frail guy in the house versus this guy and the biggest lad in the house. But and and that this another guy was like an official quarterback.
0: Oh, all-time quarterback. All-time quarterback. All-time quarterback. Artificial quarterback.
1: So, shortly into the game, someone decides that we should play tackle football.
0: Yeah, of course. And
1: as an innocent, if you were just watching as an outsider, I'm sure very quickly you realized this was not about football anymore. Like, this was about, we were specifically me versus him and his henchmen, Kind of versus me and my buddy at the time, and it it got real. Like I've got a shirt in there right now that's like a cutoff shirt that I ripped while I was playing. Like oh, you he, still have the shirt? He, tri- yeah, he tr- like he tried to tackle me, and I like I escape. I was about to escape, and he had the shirt, and the shirt started ripping, and I was able to grab the shirt and tear what was the rest out of his hands, except this little bit. And I was being a cocksucker about it, and then he like, and then he. I think the artificial quarterback tried to get me laid out one time. He threw a ball real high, and then this kid came underneath. Oh, and tried. so he, it turned into a, just a whole shit show. And at some point, there were enough of these that our relationship was never the same again. But
0: and that's kind of the worst because it was never even addressed. Like, period. We had a no. blowout, so we can at least address some things. And there was—it's just this weird tension that you guys
1: had the whole time. Yeah, and there was nothing to address in the end. It's just kind of a beef among men we started to not smell right around each other. And it could have been this. It could have been, when I met this kid, and, and, and I'll give you a good silver lining at the end of this. When I met this kid, I was like, I was real skinny. This is the kid that got me involved in lifting weights. Like he did something, he got me started on something that changed my fucking life. So he served a purpose. Completely changed my life. He, and back then, I was so skinny and scrawny, um, kutztown the school that i was at at the time they only had this one really small gym and in that small gym that was about the size of this full apartment um not just students but like the football team worked out there fucking wrestling team worked out there like all the real like man children athletes i was so embarrassed when we started that i was i was too embarrassed to not have a 45 pound plate on each side so this kid was good enough that while i I was too embarrassed. To, he would lift 135 pounds off of my chest eight to 10 times for three to five sets until I was strong enough to do it myself. And it was like, it was that kind of, and, and over that summer, I gained some weight. The next year, I started gaining more weight. And he was always a real strong guy, but kind of a light guy and he was i was an interloper in this group of friends. He was like their alpha, their king dingling, and then they kind of took me in because he and i got to be really good buddies. So i was like a i was like an outsider to the friends. They were going to be his rider dies. And then i started to come into my own and now there's two of us where there really is only room for one. And i'm not a budger by nature, so we just had like a natural i felt like i could have coexisted but i think my being there being who i am was starting to rub him too much and rub us all and so it it just all fell apart and it was the quickest solution to fix that dynamic was to me to get the fuck out of it.
0: Yeah, that's always that's always the best solution. Is somebody exits, you give it some time, but
1: and i was the guy that nobody that necessarily wanted. So it was easy for me to get gone yeah
0: because you he was going to keep the friends right
1: right and And it's easier
0: for you to just detach and just take off
1: homeostasis restored once i was gone and you know my life's gone okay his life's gone great and we haven't talked since but just a few weeks ago i was feeling nostalgic and i just sent him a message on facebook um and i didn't even know if we were friends anymore and i basically just said hey just want to just want to reach out i you know i don't know things got weird with us and i don't know what it was, and I know we don't need to dig into that at all. It doesn't matter. we're We're just in two different places for that. But I did just want to let you know that you did something for me that changed the complete trajectory of my life, and I've never forgotten it. And I've almost written this to you a couple times. but at the time it might have sounded weirder. So I, you know I just want to say thanks for what you did because it changed everything for me. And he wrote back and was really cool and we shared a laugh. and and like men, just left it there so it's it's good you know we're not gonna we're not gonna take vacations together but it was a good place to
0: but you probably needed that just to get it off your chest and just to close that like these interpersonal relationships that some they don't have a, an official ending things just kind of teeter off. And then you catch yourself at 2 in the morning wondering what happened to
1: well, old Johnny Boy or whatever. This is strange, but this is it's something that changed my approach to a lot of things, which I, I took a short vacation trip to Hawaii. And while I was out there, they talk. everybody talks about how nice everyone is out in Hawaii. Um, and while I was out there, the first day or two, I was like, man, everybody is so nice out here. Like, they want to be best friends. But after two days, I realized that as I would interact with these people, they'd be super nice and then I'd try to act like we're I'd come heavy to be like we're best friends and they'd be like, and they'd it would just be like, no, 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 like I realized they're not being nice so that I like them, they're being nice because that's what they do, that's who they are and it was this weird kind of flip a light switch of you do things not because of, I used to get caught up in reaching out to extend an olive branch to somebody and then if they didn't accept, I'd go, well, you know what, extra, fuck you. You were wrong anyway. <laughs> but from that point, I've been much more cognizant to go, no, this guy, and not for me, not for my closure, I reached out to this kid because I wanted him to know if we never talk again, whatever he thinks about me, I just want him to know that he did something for me that I could, that I could never thank him enough for. And he deserves to know that. And whether he says "fuck you back" or whether he says "ah, you're full of shit" or whether whatever whatever the thing is, for me, this is what I should do. So so, regardless of where it goes from here, I don't need closure, but just this, this is who I feel like I should be right now. So
0: regardless of if it's reciprocated or not, you yeah. just had to say something. I
1: just I just wanted to let him know if it were me doing what he did for me, if it were me in that position and did something. For somebody i know it would make me feel nice if they if they acknowledged what was done so i felt like i i understand the invaluable thing that he he the trajectory he set me on it, self-confidence you know size strength
0: well i mean it changes your whole all of it It yeah it, it literally changes your whole life everything and and people who probably haven't been through some kind of transformation like that probably don't understand that or can't grasp it i
1: I can't even explain the awareness of how much i know it's done for me without sounding douchey
0: like had you been like this big guy your whole life you would you probably wouldn't 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 be as yeah you wouldn't appreciate it but since you've seen the other side of it and wouldn't
1: want to defend wouldn't want to defend other like people more vulnerable like but uh, just a bunch of things wouldn't would be different. I wouldn't I wouldn't have the confidence I have now. I wouldn't get into certain things that I did now. I might not have started comedy. Certainly wouldn't be who I am in the group without the without the things I've learned from that. Wouldn't it? It formed a lot of hard work aspects that you know.
0: You learned a lot about yourself. Learned a lot. You got it. You, you dug f- in on yourself.
1: And I felt like he should know, so I told him.
0: I've never done anything like that. Well, I don't if think. you
1: if you have anything. Yeah. Yeah. To let, say to let, me. Let
0: me see. Uh, Chris, thank you for letting <laughs> me on your podcast. Without you, I'd be editing all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> thank, uh,
1: If you'd like to thank me for letting you hide that boner you get during every podcast, I'd be... More than willing to accept.
0: Hey, I, the bomb Diaries turns me on, man. What can I say? <sighs> turns me there's on, There's been too. a couple of interpersonal... Rela- like, I, I wouldn't say that there's been, like, peer-to-peer things like that with myself where it's like, oh, this one friend did this. It's always been, like, these just mentors in my life that just kind of, like dropped in and they were a vehicle to get me to the next place um definitely not you <laughs>
1: <laughs> i can um, edit i can edit that part out but
0: there's a couple of things i remember that kind of st- that stand out to me that i always kind of think back on and think like hey like that actually probably changed a lot of what of or at least helped mold who i am today i remember being eight or nine years old and being uh hanging out with my uncle and my uncle uh who lives out of town, would only come and visit every so often, but he was kind of thought of as, like, turned his nose up to people a little bit. He had a little bit of money. Um, his family didn't grow up like our families did here. And for some reason, every time he came around, he, would he like, took a liking to me, and he would let me hang out, and he would take me places. He would take me on vacations. Um, and I remember sitting down with him one day, and he said, if you learn nothing else, learn how to speak to people and not be afraid of anybody. Because it doesn't matter who you're speaking to, what their title is, how much money they make. If you can speak to them in a way that they understand and they respect, you will always be equal with them. And so that always stuck with me. And it's, it was like the first time in my whole life that anybody at all ever gave me advice. And I was just like, okay, I don't know what that means or what to do with it, but all right, fine. Um, that was the first time the second time I was probably was in my early twenties and I was like working at a car dealership and just naturally, I'm just not the kind of person like I, I do okay speaking to people, but that doesn't mean that I know how to sell anything, right? I'm just not a pushy person. I'm just not a person that's going to lie to somebody's face. And I remember speaking to this guy on the car lot who wanted to buy like a truck. And he just told me, he's like, okay, here's the thing. I, I really like this truck, but I'm going to go look at this other truck. And if I like this truck more than that truck, I'll come by, come back and buy this truck. Right. And I was like, yeah, that, that sounds reasonable <laughs> to me. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, it that makes sense. You want to buy something you like. And so I was like, yeah, man, that's cool. Like, uh, that's fine. And we actually had a conversation up in, like right before then for about twenty minutes about he was an older fellow. Um, just about how he grew up and he asked me if I was from town, like all you know, just regular kind of chit chat type stuff. And I was really young at the time. And he left and as soon as he left my manager comes out to get me and the guy's still walking away from the dealership. And the manager's like, Hey, hey like trying to call the guy back and the, the guy's like, No, it's okay. Like I I'll be back and he's like, No, come back, we gotta show you something And the guy leaves. And the manager calls me into his office and just reams me, sends me home. Oh, no. He sends me home, and he's like, you don't ever let a customer or a potential customer leave this lot without speaking to management. You do not let them make go to another dealership and buy a car without us trying to sell them a car. And he sent me home, and I was like, all right, that's that's fine, whatever. And the guy actually ended up calling me that night, the guy who didn't come back and buy a car. And uh, because I think I gave him my cell phone number and he gave me a call and he's like, hey, I want to let you know I didn't end up buying the truck on your guys' lot. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And he's like, "Um, but he's like, but I I wanted to let you that had nothing to do with you. He's like that that had to do with your manager coming out. And he's like, and I hope you didn't get in trouble. And he's like, because I seen the way that that guy was looking at me. And I was like, well, I got sent home. And he's like, he's like, let me tell you this. He's like, don't go back to that place tomorrow. He's like, you're an intelligent person. He's like, I can tell by within the first two seconds of talking to you that you're better than this place or that place, I should say. And he's like, do yourself a favor. Don't go back tomorrow. I didn't. Wow. I didn't go back. And I don't remember that guy's name. And I, and I hope, I always wish I had some way to contact him. And I just, you know, I just Never went back and he's I did exactly now. as the guy said. And I, I remember thinking, like, you know what? He's right. Like, I, why am I getting sent home for not now necessarily a being a good person, but just
1: not, not being, being slimy? A, yeah,
0: not being slimy. And so I was just like, so those are the two things that in life that I'm like, you know, these people probably and somehow change the trajectory of my life, not comedy wise, but just life wise. And by
1: the way, it's like the, the manager, sales manager is not going to lead you, going to send you home. And talk shit about you. Yeah. I'd love to know where that guy is now.
0: He's probably still there. I actually, st- I, th- I want to say I still have his cell phone number because I've switched phones probably nine times since then, but for some reason I always kept that guy's number in my phone. <laughs> and I'm like, if I ever make it, I'm shooting this guy a fucking text message or well, I'm calling him.
1: Give him a call, baby, because you're on the bomb diary. Yeah, where are you podcast. at now, you're dude? Series regular. Yes. Yeah, so. You know what fantasy I have in my head right now? Is oh it, no, is that old guy did come back to the lot and said to the sales manager like, "God, I wanted to buy this truck, but that kid fucking sucked, <laughs> <laughs> and then the sales manager was like, "Yeah, I want to fucking fire him, but can't afford the unemployment. Do me Call a favor him.
0: <laughs> tell him he's, tell him not to
1: come back tell, we'll him, just... tell him he's an intelligent guy, don't show up to the lot. hell." If he's an intelligent guy, he'll know to show up to the lot. Yeah, exactly. Get us unemployment check.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I didn't get an unemployment. I just I just quit. I didn't show back up to the lot. So, <laughs> uh, so that guy definitely costed me a good. A, a, <laughs> he was eight hundred dollars right. in in unemployment check. So I don't know if he actually led me the right way, but it ended up working out in the end. He was right though. You don't want to put up
1: with that shit.
0: No, not at all, and not nothing to car salesmen, nothing to people that work. I'll in that say industry. To car
1: I'll say something to car right, salesman. I'll say something to car salesman. Car salesman. Yeah, I know, but even out there, they. Do, I won't get into it because I got a buddy who I want to protect his confidences, and he hasn't brought it up to me, so I'm not going to spread it around. But even they did something to piss me off this week. This week, this month, this week, they did. Yeah, because they already sold you the car. They, yeah, but they all be. They all be doing slimy shit yeah
0: have you ever bought a car from somebody and then you come back like two weeks later and they act like they have no clue who you are
1: i've never bought a car before and i haven't gone back so not not yet i wish you would have told me that you used to sell cars so i could know what the hell i was getting into it was it
0: it was literally like two weeks out of my life in my really early 20s so i don't know if i could have given you any guidance It's like doing an open mic and then being like look i know you're working on your headlining set but here's uh here's a couple of tips well they do that all the time yeah that's
1: true (laughs) I worked at a pierogi factory for about eight weeks. I can give you the whole rundown on that. What is a pierogi? You don't know what a pierogi is? No, what is that? It's like a potato pocket with with potato filling and cheese in it. Mrs. T's, pierogies. A baked potato? No. You're describing a baked potato. It's not a fucking baked potato. A
0: potato with stuff inside of it? That's
1: delicious? That's a baked potato. You're an uncultured man. I already knew you were the worst Mexican I've ever met in my life. But I didn't know how uncultured you were to Polish cuisine. Which is you know how much is, Polish people I know? None. Seth. You know how much I've met? None. You've got to have pierogies. As a matter of fact, we're going to film you eating pierogies next time. What is a pierogi? So it's a baked potato. No, it's a pocket. It looks, like a, it looks like a pocket, almost like a big... Like a hot pocket? Almost like a big ravioli. So picture something about that big. Oh, a ravioli. It's like a big ravioli... In casing. And then it's got potato filling and usually cheese, sometimes sour cream and onion, sometimes sauerkraut. Oh, sometimes sour cream and onion, cheese. just like a baked your phone? potato. Pull your goddamn phone out and look up Mrs. T's pierogies and educate yourself on something before talking down to it. Because I'm telling you right now, some of the best shit in the world, you boil some pierogies, put some butter on them, ooh, it's good. And you can deep fry them and have them that way. Put a little ketchup on your plate and dip them. It's the best shit you've Google it.
0: I, I guarantee most people listening to this, unless they're East Coast listeners. Oh, well, I know we're kind of worldwide now, but anybody who's listening locally does no idea what a pierogi is.
1: They do too. They're in every Walmart across the world, at least. Oh America. yeah,
0: yeah, it sounds delicious. And
1: one place ships pierogies everywhere, and it's in Shenandoah, Pennsylvania, fucking, vania my town. Pierogi. The factory keeps my town afloat. Three thousand people live in Shenandoah. Four thousand work at Mrs. T's. I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh, so they're just um, pot stickers.
1: No, they're not pot stickers. They're pot stickers. Be respectful.
0: They're pot stickers. They're These not, things are
1: pot stickers. Look at, they're not pot stickers. Someone write in and t- and tell, tell Joe that this is the most egregious thing that he's ever done.
0: Yeah, I love pot stickers. This
1: might break us up, to be honest with this
0: you. This might. Well, I don't care because all it's, I want to
1: do is not eat pierogies. It's way bigger than a pot sticker.
0: Headline, and be on American Idol. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's way bigger than a pot sticker.
0: Now though. That's it's definitely not a baked potato, but it's definitely a pot sticker. I know the
1: owner of that place. Not bragging. Not bragging. Not bragging. Yeah, yeah. Bragging. My mom worked there. I worked there for a very brief time. Basically, everyone in my town worked they there. They look disgusting. My high school basketball coach worked there.
0: Yeah, this is the first time I've ever even heard of these things. I'm 33 years old. I've never heard of a pierogi.
1: Mrs. T's pierogies. T stands for Towardsik. It's the Towardsik family recipe. Towardsik family model. They took it right to the top. And if you go to Walmart tonight, propaganda. the next time you go to Walmart, go to the frozen food aisle. Look for the look for the the family stuff. You're going to have to get a sponsorship. The Diary is
0: sponsored by Hot Potatoes. Yeah,
1: unofficial sponsor. I don't want any money. I don't want any product. I just want to put some shine I want, money, my hometown's and most I want famous money. I want money and product. You ain't getting dick from Mrs. T's pierogies, my friend. Not after the disrespect. As a matter of fact,
0: said, I need to look at my bomb diaries contract. and see. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> see, see what you, I got written you, you
1: really ought to renegotiate. Yeah, I, I,
0: I'm kind of working on the cheap here.
1: But yes, next time I will make you pierogies and we will eat them. Oh, you them. make them? Yeah, you make them. Well, no, they're they're frozen. Oh, yeah, then you don't make them. But I'll you buy cook them. them. All right, that's fine. And we'll you try can them. eat them. And then you could tell the people what you think, and if you still don't like them, then I'll back off. Are they of our friendship? I'll back <laughs> off.
0: <laughs> and you can send me an email at at two thirty in the morning, telling me what I did for your life.
1: Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah, I this, keep looking nervously at this recorder because I see it's on two battery bars right now. And you remember the last time when? it Yeah, we lost a whole podcast. The lost episode. The lost episode. That so, was
0: the best episode. My performance was amazing. Yeah.
1: If if well, yeah, right. <laughs> your silence was amazing. <laughs> If that thing goes down to one, I'm going to hit stop real quick and change out the batteries just to get us. Deal. That sounds good because you look nervous. We didn't talk at all about the show that happened this past weekend. How fun was that shit?
0: The Streets of Bakersfield Comedy Showcase.
1: Boom. 18 comics. 17. Boom. Who's counting? 17. 17 plus one. Your
0: best five-minute sets. Yeah. It was a good time.
1: It was a great time.
0: It's fun watching everybody. Uh, it's fun, first of all, getting an audience that can hang that long mm-hmm. for eight for seventeen comics. Yep, that is work because uh-huh. even though it was a two-hour show, I'm one of those people that is of the school of thought that no matter how long the show is, the more comics you have, the longer it seems. So, especially, and I looked at the, I looked at the list and who was going where, and I was like, okay, this makes sense to me. Like it, it made. Logistically a lot of sense like okay, you have this comic following this comic because they kind of complement each other. This person's gonna have energy, this person's not gonna have energy. Some people just aren't high energy comics. That's not saying anything bad about the comics. It's just people have different energies. Yeah. And it was it just flowed really well. Uh I went up and I killed it. <laughs> no, I didn't kill it, but uh, it was a he fun. Went time. up after the show was over. That was his spot. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> but that was your home.
1: flu game. Do you want to talk about your flu game? We can we can talk about that. But yeah, you're right. It was a it was a good. Sold out the room. That was the only the only downside, which is a good thing. The only downside was that the room was so jammed that we couldn't get in there to watch the other people. So I didn't get to see anybody set.
0: The room was so jammed. That the waitress quit. Yeah. <laughs> the waitress quit before the show started and was like, Look, I can't handle this. It's too many people. I didn't show up to work to work. Uh no she didn't get any Is inspirationally that what happened? old I think maybe somebody called her the night before and was like, You're too good for that. Please don't show up. <laughs> uh no. So you don't so, know what actually happened. No, so from my understanding, just from like a brief conversation with Dan Betts, was that Um we we've been spoiled with this particular venue at Rocket Shop where every open mic we just have like we talked about this before She's like the best of all one of the time. best waitresses in town right Bester. and this waitress um a different one a, a, a different a different waitress what isn't exactly uh Tough. five
1: stars on Yelp Tough. kind of a waitress you it, here if this person and and s- seemingly a very nice person, not yeah, passing really nice. any judgment and no names, but especially on show night, you know, if this person comes to you and just gives like a what do you want, you better order eleven things now, because you will she, not see this person yeah, again. she's not coming back. It's That's not the it. best waitress in the world. You might not. I've been to shows where I didn't see the per. I never. It never got to me. Same. In the room. So
0: so 110 people. So they typically staff the place with two waitresses, waiters, wait- waitresses, whatever. And even then they can't keep up. Like it is, it's just a lot. It's really high volume. It's tough to
1: get through the room. It's it, all that stuff.
0: Yeah, it's a really weird setup. So the, but yeah, the lady just quit like right before the show started well
1: it's what we love about the place is that it's set up perfectly for comedy first and we'll figure out how to serve them drinks second as opposed to too many places that go no no no, i got people that want drinks so we're putting the baseball game on and you could just talk over that it's like no this whole room is going to be for comedy and we'll figure shit out around
0: yeah everything else is secondary
1: yeah but yeah it was uh so she just so so five minutes before the show the manager gets on the microphone and he already made an announcement and we we're all kind of sitting in the back on like what the hell is he doing because he's like hey we got an order for like bob yeah bob who ordered and we're like who ordered two beers who ordered two beers like, like what's he doing and then he gets back on the mic and at first we're like what and the, what is he gonna say now and then he gets up and goes hey I just wanna let everybody know we're really sorry, but there might be a bit of a delay to start the show. We just had one of our two waitresses quit right now.
0: And we literally watched her walk out of the venue and into her car and get the hell out of there.
1: Yeah, and so everybody who was involved with the place pitched in, like the one of the owners started serving, the manager started and like the crowd was really cool, like they're clapping and shit like that and <laughs> i want to explain someone got on the microphone and was like don't worry everybody it it's pretty much the same let's just say it was pretty much the same as it was going to be anyway and i think i know who that was and everybody laughed and and so we'll get to my my flu game my michael jordan flu game kirk gibson game in a second but Long story short, I severely injured my back Saturday afternoon two di- two hours before the show. And you were struggling. And I was at the point, at this point, it had locked up so much that I couldn't walk. I couldn't take steps. So I was trying to do it, and I, it's like two and a half hours before I'm going to go on stage. So I'm trying to take small steps to loosen up the hips to be able to take strides just to walk in a straight line and step onto the stage. So as the commotion's going on before the show... I walk outside and walk along the sidewalk and walk to the back of the building just to try to stretch out my hips. And as I get back there, the waitress that quit is standing there after this announcement was made, staring me in the face. And I'm like, whoa. Oh, no. So I looked at her and then I just, and I can't move at all. (laughs) I'm stuck. So I just looked like above her to the road. I just looked away and she's standing. She's standing on the on the parking lot. I'm on the curb, which is about six, six inches above. And I'm just looking into the distance onto the road. And she's talking to me like, I quit. I, I quit. I." I oh, I she actually talked I'm to you? I'm sorry. And she's just kind of talking it generally, but then in my direction, sorry, you know, sorry, but that's just how it goes. I quit. I'm, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm done with this. And I'm like, I don't, I almost said what happened. But I don't have that 45 Yeah,
0: you don't, you don't have that time. And nor do you want, nor do you want to spend your time doing that. And I that.
1: already know I'm not on your side. So, yeah, because you're hurting this show. So me, you're hurting the show. Uh, I've seen you in action. It, it, I, my progress report never looked good. I know the people that you just walked out from, and they've been close to me for the past five years. I'm very comfortable with them. Um, but also, the last thing that you need right now is to take shit from me. If you tell me this story, so I just kind of, I just kind of hundred yards
0: stare, just looked right past just, her,
1: just right by.
0: But besides, be, even with that happening, it was still a really great show. Great show. Now it's five minutes apiece, so every seventeen comics, five minutes each. The best five minutes, everything was being recorded. Yeah. Um. That format. It, you you probably struggle with it the same way I do. Where yeah. five minutes to me is like one and a half
1: bits. Yeah, well, my best five minutes doesn't make sense because it's twelve minutes, yeah, and it all has to go together.
0: Yeah, that's that's the tough part where these recording like setups and the in the things that we're lucky enough to do and lucky enough to have set up for us um, by the people you know the the local comics in the group. Right, it's. It's just so tough to get five minutes to just, but at the same time, you need five minutes. Every festival, every comedy club, every booker from here to New York wants to see five minutes.
1: And the whole thing for us is we're not good comedy marketers. I was just talking with with Austin about this. I don't have really good clips of myself because it's the last thing I'm worrying about. I'm worrying about having a good set and giving a crowd something good. Having good footage is the last thing I ever worry about. And it just so happens that every time there's the right crowd, a sizable crowd, there's the right night, the right set length, something gets fucked up to where I get the clip and, like, it's just does something doesn't work. And it's just like, oh, no, the thing turned off. Oh, you know. Something happened. Something has always, always, always happened. So... In this scenario, we had the chance of okay. We know it's going to be five minutes. We know it's going to be a full crowd. So I did pretty much like, like just more quick hitters and the cleanest, the pretty much cleanest stuff that I've got that I still really enjoy doing, and just just wanted to throw that out there. And what was your approach?
0: I, I first and foremost, I never played a tape. So like I don't go up thinking what can I say that's going to be that's going to sound good for tape. I I try to work mostly clean for the most part just cuss for emphasis. You know how it is. Um but something that they were doing that night is they were cutting everybody's music short.
1: Oh, I didn't notice and that. And so
0: I told the music man, "You let it run." Because it just kind of like you know behind the scenes type stuff. I always feel like if Without the lack of music, it, if there's tension in the room, having no sound at all makes it even worse. And so they were they were doing like two to three seconds of music for every comic because the thought was you don't want that music your in your clip. clip. Um, what I did is I told the music man, look, I don't I don't care. Like I don't I I don't play to the tape. Just yeah. just play me on. Let me grab the mic. Let me put it put it where it needs to be. Let me put the the mic stand where I am comfortable with it, but
1: give me some. Well, and it's going to be at least 30 seconds into your set. before Yeah. You're set
0: before your set. So I was like, give me some, some buffer here. And he's like, yeah, but the tape and I'm like, I don't, I don't care about the tape, man. Like if it's good, yeah. it's good. If it's not, it's fine. Because what's important to me, the people in this room right now, yep. even though I want a good tape, what's more important to me, what has a more direct impact is are people going to leave thinking I was funny did I do everything in my power to try to make them laugh? And I—I I mean, I—I I don't know what my tape is going to look like, and nor really do I care.
1: Well, they'll sense if you're playing to the camera. Yeah, and they'll shut off.
0: It's—it's—it just feels right artificial to me. Now that doesn't mean that it's like that for everybody. I just don't like doing that. Like there is actually a, a spot in my set where I dropped like a local reference and yes. i tried i thought about it for like a quick second and i was like should i do this and i'd never done it before i'd never never punched up that particular joke with this local reference and then i was like yeah because they're going to laugh i should do it so they, i did it they, and it's not going to look great on tape because people in seattle have no idea what what that local f- reference is but ultimately i left feeling good it was it was the right call because I will have plenty of opportunities to get tape, and I know I'm going to get a really great pro- produced tape, and I can still use it. Yeah. Um. But I, ca- you have to kind of make those calls on stage, and I was like, no, it's fine. Like I'm just going to do what it takes to make these people laugh right now, especially after 16 comics, right? Or 15 comics, or whatever the case is, you have to do something that's just like I'm doing this for you guys, right? And I don't care what the tape
1: looks like. Well, same thing for me. I, I, the stuff that I was doing is cleaner stuff. But I also thought about going up and for a half second, my brain went, you can do this thing entirely clean and not say any curse words at all. But then my brain immediately kicked into, fuck that, say it how you say it.
0: Yeah, do you.
1: Give do you, them, shoddy. Yeah. And you're not worried about being impactful by curse words. You know you'll be impactful anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so fucking say it. That's what I say. <laughs> and so I, I just I just roll. I, I said, I curse pretty much. Throughout the, whole,
0: throughout the whole time right
1: yeah and that was it was actually no jokes it was just curses it
0: was just just, F-bomb just curse F-bomb. words
1: but i was legitimately all right so i th- i threw my back out not doing anything great i threw my back out picking up a sock here now i know i know the reason i injured myself wasn't picking up a sock i had real good workouts it, over the week and done it kind of hard and I did a leg workout in that morning. Did and you stretch? Did, did it really, really hard? Stretched thoroughly
0: before you went? You, you know stre- why? You're not supposed to stretch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's going to do, do my joke. I was going gonna to let, you let you do the cheetah thing. Do the cheetah thing. Um, I almost
0: got there, but I was like, no, nah, you got to you gotta pay for the album.
1: You got to <laughs> you, you, you gotta, pay you gotta for the album. Turn on Netflix. You
0: want the cheetah joke? You got to pay for you the gotta album.
1: You got to go to Netflix, son. Yeah. So I know it was from all that shit that I pushed it a little bit too hard, a lot too hard. And but I happened picking up a fucking sock. If I wouldn't have had the nervous energy, that, like once four o'clock hits on a show night, I just want it to be seven. I'll mortgage that three hours of my life any day. Just get me to the show.
0: Let's, re- let's fast forward this fast so little So I'm cleaning
1: bit. the house just to do it, because I never do, and to kill time. So I feel extra like an asshole. And this was a really bad one to where by the time I got there, I was standing up, literally not being able to take a step. I would have to hold a chair and shuffle my feet and I I I hate being this guy. I try to hide it anytime I can like to to be as candid as I was being, but I had to keep saying to you guys, I don't I don't know if I'm going to get up there. Yeah, you kept saying
0: I, I you probably told that to me 4 or 5 times. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, "Hey, I'll take the
1: time." I, <laughs> <laughs> I just I couldn't believe because I've hurt myself Pretty badly with my back before only one time have i heard it worse than than it was on saturday but usually i can waddle myself around and and kind of like work it i was i just could not believe i was at the point of i i don't know if i can walk 15 feet and and step up four inches to get on to i don't know if i'm going to be able to do that and so finally, little by little by little by little, I mean, it, uh, two and a half hours, I was fucking around with myself. And about a half hour before the time that my set was going to be, I got up to the point where I could take small steps and keep my body relatively straight and just kind of walk and hold onto to a chair and brace myself. So I was like, all right, we're not sitting down again. And then... I walk, with two comics left to go, I walked to the area behind the computer, which is right next to the stage, and I'm standing there, and I feel pretty good. I'm like, all right, this is going to work. This is going to work, and you're on stage, and about halfway through your set, something happened, and it tightened up again. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's it's tightening up right now. If it tightens up right now, I don't know what I'm going to do. I might need it to carry me. Like, it never occurred to me to not do it, or to not try. Yeah, just... The, the only thing I was thinking of... How do I get through this without creeping them out? I know if I lay on stage, it'll creep them out. If I sit down, I might not be able to get back up. How do I do this without making them all weirded out?
0: Yeah, like what the hell is going on with that guy?
1: For this show. And luckily, I braced myself on the chair for the the last 45 seconds of of your set. And it was just enough to get me on there. And And
0: how did you feel when you were up there? Fucking
1: awful my whole body was tight I moved the microphone stand and it was this huge relief of like oh, okay good because what that's I get done. is I get what's called an elevated hip but I think it's really called a, like a tilted pelvis so I can if you threw me a sandbag I could catch it and lift it over my head I just can't walk or sit or stand <laughs> or move so I could like if someone threw a chair at me I could catch the chair and throw it back at them I just can't move so I took the mic stand and picked it up I was like okay that's no problem that'll be all right there. And then I just locked into place and I'm like, "Don't." And I I'm I gesture a lot. And I was gesturing to Landon before the show, and that's when it really seized up badly. I went to point at him cuz I was trying to tell him the story, and he was trying to do the thing of ask me questions instead of listen. And I, I and I went like I <laughs> I went like, "You know Fuck it. You tell the story. I'm trying." And as I was going like, "You tell it." It it's and it almost took me off my feet. So I was in slight agony while I was up there like it wasn't stage legs like it went away but it was oh, like Oh you felt it the
0: whole I time. felt it
1: the whole time and and Harmon the manager's dad the owner old man Harmon was was kind of he was being nice but he was kind of freaking me out beforehand because he kept saying he kept saying from across the bar to go Chris go home and lay down or he'd go like Chris I have an inversion table just call it a night and, and finally he just started yelling How funny can you be in this much pain? (laughs) And I kept going. I know how unfunny I am, healthy. So fuck it. So let's just do (laughs) it. Yeah, might as well. How funny can you go? How funny can you be in this much agony? And I was like, I was like, oh god, this. I'm dome rocked going up, but I, I got up, and just locked in place was enough that I didn't have to do any of my. Like it worked out perfect that I didn't do my best. Yeah, because bits, you would have had to move weights. Because I'd much. have to be more physical, and I didn't have physical in me at that point. So it worked out that it was the five-minute deal, and I got done. And it, like I put the microphone stand back because I was about to close out my joke. And I was like, "All right, we're here. I got it in this thing. I'm about to finish. All I got to do is get off this stage." And I did it. I got off. I shook Dan's hand. He went to like give the and embrace like, that he nope. does. And I I was just like, I just kind of like Frankenstein stood there. I'm interested to see what the video looks like. And then I get to the edge, and I'm like, I've got zero left. And I say to you, hey, tell everybody thanks, and I'm really sorry, but I'm going to sneak out the back door. And then you said,
0: what did I say?
1: You're leaving? (laughs) (laughs) You're just leaving?
0: It's going to take off?
1: And that hit my, that hit my, like, uh, your soul. What's that called? What's it called? It hit my codependency, and I went like, "No, I can't. I can't not but, try it." But you did just take off it though, a right? A little more. Well, I thanked a bunch of people and shook some of the comics' hands, and then and then snuck out.
0: See, I guess I just thought of it as like kind of like show legs like hey you're gonna get up there you're gonna do it and you're gonna be fine after afterwards you're gonna be fine like it's gonna be it, all that will go away the, the stage will magically cure whatever it is you got going on your sciatica your <laughs> your disc it'll be fine but also it's so hard to translate physical pain like that sometimes right. because if i get sick i am like it's just like a cold, but I feel like death. And I don't understand how nobody in the room can understand how I'm feeling. Right. So when you went up and did your, your and there's something about like when you went up, it's like, no, that's, he's he's fine. He looks fine. Yeah. But I didn't really notice that you weren't moving as much, right? Because you you stuck to bits that were just I can stand here. Right. I don't have to do the whole moving around. I don't have to, you know, come across straight stage or do anything like that. Right. And then you got off, and I don't think I was there when you immediately got off. I think I caught you right outside of the hangar.
1: No, no, no. It was it was by the computer because I really I, I wasn't I comfortable. I didn't know if I was going to be able to get out there.
0: Oh, that's right. You did. You like li- there's a there's an exit door right next to the stage. I and wanted you're, to like, leave. Tell Dan I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Tell everybody I'll, oh, I'll catch <laughs> them later. And I was like, now what do you mean? And, like, and because you were... <laughs> it did seem so abrupt. Like you literally got off stage and like two seconds later you're like you had your hand on the door and you wanted to get the hell out of there
1: right and it made me self-conscious the way you said it, it made me feel like i shouldn't so i was like i'll i'll do i guess I'll, i should At that man I'll he do, must be will pain do, i'll do what i can i know on the clip my 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 closing joke my arms and gestures are all jacked up because normally i kind of lean forward as i say it just naturally But I was like, I didn't have any lean forward in me. So I felt myself like doing this weird I was like, that uh, while I'm saying the bit, I'm like, that's not what your arms do. Yeah, you're you're not supposed to be doing (laughs) that. That's like Ricky Bobby, like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, just do this. And yes, I was I was ready to exit stage right.
0: It was quite an eventful night. Had had the announcement not been made that the waitress quit, like everything that was probably going on behind the scenes, right? Like the uh, like you're back, the waitress quitting, like not necessarily having our traditional music man, like whatever the case is, it's just like all of it, all of it, like all that stuff that goes on behind the scenes that could just be such a shit show most of the time. Yeah. It, but it's kind of like, yeah, yeah if, but this is actually, and if you flawed. went
1: to the show, unless you're us, you would have never known any of this shit.
0: No. And the, the show was packed so like all the comics had to sit in the corner it was really weird because you're at the show but even if you want to be in the show it was hard to gauge where everybody was at because every you had to you had no choice but to sit outside right. you couldn't be in the room with anybody you couldn't if you're lucky actually i think i did sit for a little bit behind the computer for a while but it was like that place was to the gills like there was no way that you could Take a seat. There's no way you could do anything, but it's just hilarious. Like all this behind the like behind the scenes stuff going on. And had the the announcement not actually been made, nobody would have noticed. I don't think. I think everybody would have been fine. It was just another great comedy
1: show. And the one of the best lifelines I got, like, to start my set because we couldn't be in there to hear what had gone on throughout the night. It just so happened that Lexi came out to get a drink halfway through the show. And she's. I was like, what's going on there? She's like, oh, it's going good. Uh, Dan just had a funny moment. He was talking to this guy in the front row. He kept calling him Sleepy John because it looks like he's falling asleep. But I think it's just his face. And I was like, oh. I was like, is he up front, up front? She's like, he is the first person you'll see. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. And I got up and I looked. And this dude, he wasn't. He just—he had the sleepiest fucking face when I got up there. i, 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 I rem- the guy in the Hawaiian shirt. The guy in the Hawaiian Jesus. shirt. And so it's gonna—I know it's gonna take me a goddamn half an hour to put the microphone stand on the one side. So I'm rambling as I do, and I was able to just kind of casually, as if as if I didn't know where he was gonna be, just casually look to the to the slight left and go. You must be sleepy, John and then and then everyone kind everybody. of I was like, I've heard a lot a lot of good things about you and and that was enough to buy me the time to get to get to where to get where you needed to be. yeah
0: you know the funny thing is is with a show like that where we can't necessarily be in the room for it was it made observational comedy a lot harder because I don't know what everybody else has already said. yeah So if I point out the guy in the front that looks like he's falling asleep, I don't know how many comics have done that already, right? Or I don't know, you know, like all the obvious things, like when you're on stage looking at a crowd, I wasn't able to actually dive into that because I was just like, I don't want to be the 17th comic to say something about this.
1: See, that's where hosting comes in handy by accident is because when you host for long enough, you're used to having to say something about just the last five minutes. Yeah. So if you can't be in the room and you can only be in the room, before the comic before you goes... Like for you know, for so many repetitions of going, well, I only have this five minutes to play with, and there's always something stupid that happens. Like always, like Dan broke a plate before my set, not knowing it was a. He thought it it was a plastic plastic. plate, yeah. And and so there, so it was like there you go, Dan. He did shots with people in the crowd before your set, so it's like there. What did you say when you got started? Do you remember?
0: Um, I, I said something about the fire code.
1: Ah, okay. Because
0: it was so packed, and yeah. I was like, "Man, eh, we're There's just always like, oh, fuck fire coats." Like, something. it's something. I, 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 I always feel like the first twenty seconds of my set I can never remember, like I, because it's never anything I'm planning to say. Right. It's not like I know the first bit I did, I just don't know how I got there. Just in the moment. Like it's just what what's going on right now. What can I say? What can I point out? And then I just forget about it. Like it just leaves. Like I
1: never said the damn thing ever. <laughs> well, it's just like this: if I ask, if I called you on your ride home, and I was like, "What did we talk about today?" You'd be like, "Ah, oh, I, have, I fucking have no clue." Roommates.
0: And if I listen back to it, I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I remember
1: saying that." A lot of times when we end these things, I'm like, "I don't know how that went." And then as I'm editing, I'll I'll punch in on different clip parts, and I'll be like, "Man, we 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 actually talked about a lot of shit." Yeah,
0: we actually covered a lot of ground on that one. Yeah,
1: we've been covering a lot of ground lately. We've been we've been. Did you say coming a lot of ground?
0: No, I said covering a lot you of said, Jesus. We've Christ. been
1: coming a lot of ground. You've gotten filthy. You know what? take the pillow off your lap no, right I now. I want to show people. What <laughs> what? Do you have anything else before before the batteries run out? I have on our friendship.
0: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to change the batteries on the friendship yeah. come back and it be recharged. Yeah. Um, I got nothing. I got I think I agree. I think we have a <laughs> <laughs>
1: What so I we're I gonna do this again Thursday morning, and we'll. So this will come. This will come out Thursday. Happy Fourth of Fucking July! By the way, yeah. shout out to the U.S. Women's National Team kicking the shit out of England.
0: Like I like I said on another on one of our buddies' podcasts, my favorite holidays are the holidays that can be shared by everybody. Fourth of July. Fourth baby. of July.
1: Suck at Limey's.
0: Yeah, forget forget you Turkey.
1: We beat you, Lebanon. Today. We celebrate Great Freedom. Bologna. Lebanon, great bologna. Yeah, we great, celebrate, kicking your ass. How this whole thing started on Thursday. Did you watch the soccer game today? No, because no, you're an American. No, I haven't. I haven't watched a the soccer
0: game since uh, Mia Hamm. Well, you need And to, uh, Charlene Ther. No, that's not the right person. Brandy Chastain. Mia Hamm. When she took off her shirt, that was the. That's the only full soccer game I've ever watched in Someone's my whole life. So gotta
1: take their shirts off. for yeah, You, to watch, yeah, that's, well, you watch a show. But you watch Women are kicking ass. Pay them. It's you that's not paying them. Hey, I support, Pay them I support women. I support women's soccer. I, I support a,
0: women's endeavors. I support women in general. I watched it. I just can't watch soccer.
1: Hard in my ass watching because England almost tied it, and I got ugly American for these competitions. I can't afford for some – I'm going to talk some shit. Oh, we got – by the way, shout out to our U.K. listeners. How did you fucking like the World Cup today? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, they're, they're turning it off. I'm, they're never going to listen just again. just kidding I, fuck happy boxing day or whatever the hell that you guys do all right yeah what do they do these Just colors <laughs> don't run we but we love you we're saying thanks for listening and we really appreciate you listening but also cheer for us in soccer baby happy 4th or happy is fourth that, of is that July. british
0: or bois? i don't know how do you say
1: uh, oh what is like british is it's english asshole it's what do you mean it's british S- au revoir they b- speak english vous <laughs> au revoir is that english look i just no.
0: uh, i'm a real american i don't care about what other people are doing <laughs> in their speak, countries <laughs> i look, don't
1: speak that goddamn queen's british yeah, it's
0: my fiance wants to travel out of the country and i'm like <laughs> no why why would we do that nobody's killing themselves trying to get into great britain
1: i think this au revoir is, uh, is french and they don't listen to look, us I'm, yet I'm so sorry, suck our i'm sorry I'm, I'm
0: sorry great britain look i just get really patriotic Hello. around this time of the year yeah me too And I just, uh, you know,
1: we're going to light some fireworks in your ass on Thursday. (laughs) Listen to country music and get it. All right. Have a good one.